0: War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePetro Show.
1: Best lawn ever guaranteed contact lawn doctor of rhode island today now you can call them 401-392-1025 get a quick easy quote the best thing to do lawn doctor of rhode island they have a great website it's easy lawn doctor dot com lawn doctor dot com then just put in your zip code get a quick easy a quote your best lawn ever guaranteed take get part of their premium eight service program early spring spring lime late spring summer grub prevention early fall fall late fall lawn doctor online at lawndoctor.com. you're listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website depetro.com friday june 10th and this portion of the program folks ron's pastry gourmet they've decided ron is retiring it's the end of the line end of the day and also it is nice though that the uh, providence police that certainly support and uh been big supporters and they appreciate everything that ron's pastry gourmet have done they presented them with a nice plaque yesterday so ron's pastry gourmet 170 royal little drive in providence saturday is the final day ron's decided to retire but again in the meantime pop in everything fresh the best calzones and remember it was uh during june of 2020 when alley's donuts announced they would no longer offer free coffee for police and military and ron's pastry gourmet stepped in and said that they would so folks your chance pop in again everything is fresh pop it and see them 170 royal little drive in providence friday saturday the final days they will be up on federal hill coming up the uh father's day weekend but in the meantime pop in delicious calzone stock up for the weekend great chocolate donuts let's go brandon donuts and uh, cupcakes and also trump 2024 they had of course the trump donuts they're just terrific ron's pastry gourmet 170 royal little drive in providence well folks i want to i know a lot of people are disappointed with um the way that the rhode island state house is operating and i'm also one of them uh whether it be the gun bills the way people are treated or even just our money um i don't know what to you know i do know what to tell you it's frustrating we obviously need more people running for office. Uh, right now, the political machine has things locked down. Things at the Rhode Island State House need to change. There needs to be balance. There's no balance in this state. You know, what happened yesterday with Governor McKee and the Speaker and the Senate President getting up there, and they're basically patting themselves on the back for giving you your money back. You are overtaxed. You're underrepresented. Uh, there's so many insider deals. The Pawtucket Stadium, that's an insider deal. Superman Building insider deal. All this money for school construction, that's all insider deals. Um, right now, I, I don't remember a time where it's been this bad with the inmates running the asylum, where you have the population is not properly served by the government. It's also, it's just, its its it's tough to listen to. It's almost ironic of, you know, the Senate president and like people coming together and you know, Like, what are you talking about? You're all members of the Democrat Party. As a matter of fact, they're all moderate Democrats. I mean, their idea of working together is three moderate Democrats deciding instead of me getting all the money, you getting all the money and that person getting all the money, we'll just split the pot amongst the three of us. You know, no shortage of going out the state jobs. Governor McKee continuing handing out the bribes to the state workers all in a bid to try to Get people to vote for him, right? Coming up in uh, the September primary. Now the voting stuff. Uh, the the most that can happen is this needs to be a pivotal time. Now, if you're listening right now, there's still time for people to signal that they're going to run for office, and there's no shortage of a need for candidates. Do you know there are members of the General Assembly who are going to run unopposed? Every election has to have an option. Every seat needs to be challenged we are also where we are being treated unfairly is keep in mind they lied about the census as a result of the way the census came out which we turned out it turned out they were lying as a result of that right we learned that so the the way they did redistricting was based on the census so as i've kind of told you you know there, there should not be as many representatives in the Providence, Pawtucket area. There should be more representatives into different parts of the state. And the reason you know you don't have that is that the, whenever it's the Providence, Pawtucket crowd, they're not voting what's best for the people of Rhode Island. They're they're basically voting what's best for the special interest. They have no problem spending money. The reps tend to be very progressive, not in line the way most people would want to do things um this didn't happen overnight I, I will say it's gotten worse believe it or not it has gotten worse since governor amundo left governor mckee is uh, i just i've never witnessed anyone throwing around money the way and I, I know that they think that they're being responsible but it's basically they just it's just they hand out money to whatever special interest is going to give them votes or then kick back money to them in the form of campaign contributions something needs to change you're listening to the john DePetro show you're listening to the john DePetro show folks it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website depetro.com. as you know we've been talking about the border joining us right now retired captain from the texas department of public safety intelligence counterterrorism division he is an expert it is jason jones and uh jason as we are now getting into late may people are very concerned about the situation at the southern border
0: Well, John, good morning. It's good to be with you. And the truth is, they should be concerned. How is it that for just the month of April alone, the United States Customs and Border Protection apprehended 234,000 people? Of that, we know that at least just shy of 58,000 known gotaways made it into the country, meaning that A Border Patrol agent saw an individual cross into the United States illegally. A sensor picked them up or sign on the ground of their footprints were picked up and those were counted. So I get the concern. And then not just that, since fiscal year 22 started beginning in October, in the last seven months, CBP has apprehended just shy of 1.3 million people. And that has caused a real tipping point in cascade events taking place where we now see back-to-back pursuits we see bailouts we see splashdowns into the river we see index crimes occurring along these southern states at unprecedented levels and not only that for those of you up north you see it and feel it differently but you feel it in the realm of overdose deaths from
1: fentanyl and methamphetamine now jason what exactly is the Biden administration uh what are they doing to try to stop this onslaught
0: nothing I mean, I just want to be completely honest. Our government has caused this. And you have to ask yourself, what are the drivers and why? What is the why? What has caused this to all of a sudden begin under the Biden administration? Well, you know, it's the policies. When you when you communicate to the world that if you come to the United States, you'll be able to stay in the country. And then the, that perception goes out, they then come, and then they're allowed to stay. And then they call their family back home to countries all over the world. And this is how it works. And then you have the alien smuggling organizations, the Mexican cartels, and the long-haul smugglers all along the route on social media and everything else telling them the same exact thing. No worries. If you want to go to the United States, we will get you in the country. Those are the true drivers. So when you ask me what is, the, what is DHS doing to stop this? The answers are not doing anything. Their answer to this is that we're going to process people quicker and faster. That's another part of those push pull factors that's driving people to come in.
1: Folks, again, we're speaking with uh, Jason Jones, retired captain from the Department of Public Safety, Intelligent Counterterrorism Division. He also uh, has communication daily with law enforcement members and the intelligence community. Now, Jason, what about the fact if you wouldn't mind just describe for people, if it's bad now, what happens at the border as we get into June, July, and August?
0: Sure. And, and listen, the, this, this is a great question. We, we're seeing numbers we've never seen before. You have to remember, you know, the winter months are the times of the lowest migration because historically people don't migrate outside their country of origin during the winter. They do that mostly during the summer months. And you can see that in the U.S. Customs and Border Protection data uh, going back every single year, year after year, this year is different, and so was last year, because of these policies and You know when we're talking about two hundred and thirty four apprehensions for the month of April, now that the heat is hitting, but if you look even back to March, there was two hundred and twenty one thousand apprehensions. John, these are numbers I've never seen in my entire career because we've never had policies like this and You have to ask yourself, okay, why? And I'll give you a great example. We've seen some huge demographic shifts. We're seeing right now more Cubans, more Nicaraguans, and more Venezuelans than we have ever seen crossing. So what's the why to that? Well, DHS has said that if they come, they're going to receive a humanitarian parole into the United States. Those are the ones also getting the cell phones that you're hearing about. So that's the magnet. I mean, it's the reason when you make those policies under the Department of Homeland Security and then you communicate that and then they cross and they communicate that back to their countries of origin. This is the shift. And so as DHS makes other changes, you're going to continue to see that as well. And I'll give you a great example. Why are we seeing so many Haitians, Africans, people from Middle East countries coming that where we've never seen these numbers as well? Well, they're giving a notice to appear by the Department of Homeland Security. So when you have no deterrence and you created these perceptions, it just continues. But what really concerns me while we're talking about the lens of immigration, what we are not addressing is the lens of national security and how what's happening impacts the folks listening across this country. John, we're at 107,000 overdose deaths from uh, 2021 for the entire 12-month period. We have never been here as a country. So you have to say, well, then why is that occurring? Well, how do you link that to an unsecure border? Here's how. Because when Border Patrol, who operates between the ports of entry along your southwest border, when they adjust from a national security model, meaning trying to hold the line against all illicit commodities crossing, and they transition to a processing model, meaning that as 150-plus people are pouring in, All resources that they have go to that because they have to process them very quickly. I mean, John, I saw a 20-day-old child. You can't leave them in 105-degree weather uh, just a uh, week and a half ago. You can't leave that child in 105-degree weather very long, so they have to process very quickly. So what does that do? That allows the cartels, specifically CJNG and Sinaloa, who's moving more deadly fentanyl and methamphetamine than any other hyperviolet cartels in Mexico, to send more of that product. So it's a consequence of an unsecure border, the, the immigration issue, but most importantly, the part that is forgotten. And this is what really bothers me the most. No one's talking about the implications of the unsecure border to the overdose death crisis that Americans in the north are feeling much more in the south. But down here, we feel it in the realm of human smuggling and human trafficking because we're seeing tectonic shifts toward that. So these index crimes impacting the American people, have you noticed? you hear nothing from DHS Secretary Mayorkas, and you hear nothing about that from the federal agencies, and that's what bothers me the most.
1: Folks, he is retired captain, Texas Department of Public Safety Intelligence, Counterterrorism Division, Jason Jones. Jason, great job as always. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you again.
0: Great to be with you, John. Thanks for having me.
1: The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care, two locations fifteen twenty four atwood avenue suite one twenty two in johnston or east greenwich fifty seven fifty post road at med urgent care urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals families specializing in ambulatory medicine diagnostic treatment service at med urgent care they provide immunization school sports physicals they're a cost efficient healthcare alternative to hospital based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from COVID, you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations: Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road. Online at atmedurgentcare.net. Thing to the John DePetro show, it's AM 1380 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website depetro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube instagram even TikTok plus you if you want to reach me that's the best way to do it we have unique original stories videos contact log on right at the website depetro.com. brother's disposal call them today 401-688-0517 brother's disposal get a dumpster in your driveway you can clean out unwanted belongings maybe clean out your garage clean out your basement clean out your attic old toys old things you don't even use anymore old furniture it's so much easier when you have a dumpster delivered right to your home and then they'll take it away when you're done whether it's for a weekend for a week for a month brother's disposal call brother roland today at 401- six eight eight zero five one seven four oh one six eight eight zero five one seven come on brother call brother's disposal look for them on facebook they have those purple dumpsters they're also now offering weekly trash collection services call brother's disposal today whether it's a small household construction project or maybe just cleaning out some unwanted belongings get a dumpster in your driveway or business brother's disposal 401-688-0517 Thanks to the John petro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1318, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, petro.com Joining me right now is, uh, happens to be one of my siblings, and she is an independent columnist, opinion maker. It is Donna Perry. And DJ, I'd like to start off, um, <clears throat> boy, that political, politico, excuse me, story on what it's like right now in the Biden White House. There's There's a lot of people that are talking. I think it's very, very accurate. You worked in Washington. You worked on Capitol Hill. Take us inside that, I think, very explosive political story that that basically just paints a a picture that the the Biden White House right now just seems obviously, you know, no one knows what to do at this point. It's it's really just catastrophe.
2: Right. Um, And great to be with you, J.D., Um, you know, the sense that things are unraveling is kind of the worst. It's kind of like a wall that an administration can hit. And mm-hmm. that's when you see a lot of things sometimes there can be panicky reaction, but there's always usually the fury of the of the president themselves. Because, you know, John, like it, it can take it's funny, like we all follow all this all the time. And it's not that they don't, but they get caught up in individual issues. And I think, you know, the fact that there's a lot of finger pointing, there's, you know, top names are being thrown around of who might get, you know, sort of thrown off the ship, by the way, that's pretty, I would predict that, that there's questions of the leadership right to the chief of staff and stuff like that. Um, But I think it's going right to the heart of the president. A lot of it is, is time. We're now at June and they're sensing that, you know, by all accounts, regardless of just the midterm elections of November, John, this is really, believe it or not, getting to the midpoint of his own election as president, right? right? We're two years in. Um, And I think that there is a sense of that they are always playing catch up and that they, you know, but then I think there's a lot of what goes on in these white houses. There's a lot of internal bickering as the story laid out. People start pointing to who who had the, you know, the really poor policy plan, who took him down the wrong road. And a president at the end of the day, you know, they, they can't stand there and, and be the one to be blamed. So um, I think that's why you're going to see bickering. Sometimes it's the old, Adage used to be, "Are you, you know, shifting the seats on the deck of the Titanic?" Right? Like yep. you can. Oh, let's bring in the new consultants. Um, I also think, John, though, so much of it, as it always does, it does go to the individual president. Yes. Um, and these people are under, of course, enormous pressure. Often, and the family plays a huge role. I think, obviously, in their case, Jill Biden plays a huge role. There's always inside stories that she wants to you know maybe tamper back sometimes his scheduling i think that's um there's other stories about that john that's a bit larger issue with them and they keep talking about well now is when he's going to go back out in the country and see people more that's the problem and jd you and i've talked about this not to get off track but many times i i question his stamina to actually
1: even do that yeah and that that is just something
2: they can't fix
1: what do you think of the decision that they're going to put him on with Jimmy Kimmel I, to me? And I'll go first. I think that shows they, they're using old strategies. And that's, that's yep. that to me, the fact that they think that's going to help them is right. exactly the problem, right? Because what they completely miss is in, in today's technology, the world we're living in, he could have a great 10 minute appearance, but the way things work, yeah. Is one stumble and that becomes, you know, what goes viral in Rockets. Right. So the, the fact that they think like, oh, let's let's bring them to middle America. You know, this is like someone going on with Jay Leno. It's not like that anymore. People right. are people really aren't watch Jimmy Kimmel's really numbers aren't that big. I think whoever thought of that. They're like, you know, 10 to 20 years behind the eight ball and thinking like, that's how you cut it. Let him show a few good laughs.
2: Right. And John, that's, well, it's like they're thinking, just like you say, that was like Bill Clinton on with Arsenio (laughs) playing the the trumpet or the sax, excuse me. Um, Like, that's a different time in America, for God's sakes. And so like, and it's certainly such a different media environment. And you're right. Like, I I don't know, like, who's that gonna, Jimmy Kimmel may not even be popular with most middle-aged people. I I don't know. Like, it's an odd thing. I think they bristle that he does not do sit down one-on-ones. And I think because of so many stumbles, obviously the press is like, I mean, his own um, staff kind of blocks that and this is a fake way to say no he does like come on like
0: so well, you know. i'll say this
1: he was and again folks we we speak with donna perry to his credit i mean and i i shared this with you i thought he was funny the president at the white house correspondence center but what i found i did funny too was he was delivering jokes that i i thought at times were pretty harsh but he was laughing because to me it was the first time he had heard it so like it was he actually shouldn't have been laughing but you could tell he it just didn't register with him. So he was almost saying out loud, like, hey, that's a good one I just told. Yes. You know, like, granted, but but that's different. And that's still a teleprompter. And they
2: might be I, might I, be reaching for that. Or they I think they're reaching. For that. Honor,
1: Perry. So yeah. now let's go back to, you know, you were in Washington when, you know, President Bush, uh, 41 now was was trying to get reelected for the for the second term. Yep. And then you had Bill Clinton. You tell me, I don't remember that he had a White House in turmoil. I think, you know, the only thing that prevented, I think there were two things that really prevented him from, from getting reelected. One was just that the economy had dipped just a little bit and it's too bad because if he had won, he would have been enduring the, you know, the tech boom and the, how everything absolutely took off. But the other thing you can't ignore was, was Ross Perot. You take Ross Perot out of that race and, and, and Bill Clinton does not win that election.
2: Well, absolutely. Right. And that was kind of a novelty thing. Yeah. Um, and he really did uh, take the chunks of votes that would not, they weren't going to go to Clinton and they would have gone to Bush.
3: Right. Um, and
2: he was a novelty. He had the the money at that time of a guy that just sat there and, and was running the numbers. It was new. And then he benefited from a lot of like, for, as we'd call free media or media attention. Cause the, you know, the public thought it was kind of like, what is this guy doing? You know, but he, and he had that kind of outsized personality. And I do think it hurt Bush. There was the famous thing about that. He, he got pushed by the Democrats. People felt to raise taxes. Yeah. And he had had the famous read my, read lips, my lips.
1: That's right. New
2: taxes yeah. um, at the time, as you say, John, it's so funny today, but back then a cover. Do you remember uh, the cover page? It was a Newsweek feature and it, it had Bush and it said the wimp factor. Yeah. And I always remember that, you know, that was, um, a very tough piece. Yeah. And, but at the time, those kinds of singular pieces could really, you know, sort of turn the tide and the media and they, you know, then the guy feels like cornered, and the staff is hiding him and stuff. Um, but it was Ross Perot. You're right uh, in, in the way that played out. Um, but I think in this case, it's very tough. Okay, they can do Kimmel. But, J.D., as you pointed out, it's an entirely different media universe today. I would, that, that's like a one-hit thing. Like, he might, you know, have like a funny evening for a few minutes. I don't know. I don't see it's, how that...
1: It's also telling that he's not <clears throat> sitting down with Stephanopoulos right? or, yeah. or 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 Lester Holt. And finally, Donna Perry, in that piece, you know, they talk about that supposedly President Biden um and and by the way I think that was a heavily sourced piece and I I think that's very accurate what what's going on in 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 the White House but um but you know just this nature of everything is like the the identity gender politics you know um the the, listen the the current White House press secretary she's clearly not up for the job but it becomes isn't this great you know she's the first openly gay Black woman who's you know going to serve in that and And even when he started this whole thing when Harris, you know, I'm going to have a female VP. When you keep making those pronouncements, you're not getting the best possible people. You're just checking off boxes that in the end, you know, I'm not sure what kind of accomplishment that is. But finally, before you respond is, you know, in the piece they talk about Biden was supposedly furious that he didn't know about the the baby formula. Yeah. Now, in defense of the staff, though. You wonder, you know, if you're having problems with gas prices, you're having problems with Ukraine, you're having problems with all these different things going on. Seemingly, you know, the baby formula shortage normally doesn't make it to the top of the list until they started seeing all these young mothers crying on television. They can't find baby formula. And suddenly now, you know, as I've talked about, the problem that I see with the baby formula and gas is you can't spin these, you know, you can spin economy numbers, you can spin job numbers. But if a mother goes to the grocery store and there's no baby formula in the shortage, you can't spin them that it's fine. If someone goes to get gas and it's $5 a gallon, you can't spin them. The, the danger that I think he's in is these are really under, easy to understand issues and they're really bad issues for the Biden White House.
2: Well, a couple of things on that. And I agree with you that, first of all, to be fair to the president, that 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 should have been an yes. FDA handled
3: situation. Right,
1: true.
2: So it also shows a bit of, you know, maybe a little bit of chaotic chain of command within their government agencies. Um, and actually, John, you don't know, but you, as you've said, that he he insisted on putting some people at the top posts who really had no background in those roles. I, yes. I don't really can't recall who's run the FDA, but I'm just saying. Right. So there's been a problem with that. I some yes. people would say, why did you know Buttigieg at transportation isn't helping him? No. Um, so there's that separate issue, but I would say you're right. I think in the short term, um, FD, whoever's at FDA, to me, if you're Biden's guys, somebody's head should roll and you can't be afraid of rolling heads, by the way, you can't put people in these spots and say, Oh, they're a symbolic hire. And I can't, you know, like either they can handle it as a cabinet secretary or you can't. So that's a whole separate problem, but you're exactly right. These are issues you can't spin. No, And he also, I, I would call it, John, it's almost like a quarterback and you don't have a team. I mean, you, you catch these other, like I say, other secretaries. And there's Buttigieg is like sort of very um, with a stoic face. I caught him on something and he just keeps repeating to the anchor, inflation is the president's top economic priority. You know what, John? That doesn't it's, say empathy. It doesn't mean anything. And
1: yeah. that, you know it's
2: what I mean? Like, so he's good very wooden. Good way to eat up
1: time without saying anything. He's very Folks, wooden. Yeah. We're going to take a, sh- a quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John petro show. We're speaking. Time means grill time. And for the best grill, get a new grill. Stop in and see my friends. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. Jay apostrophe. S yes, Broadway Appliance and TV located 47 Cedar Swamp Road. That's Route 5 Smithfield. You can call them 401-949-7800 springtime summer this is the best time to grill outside they have a great selection on grills they also have a great selection on all appliances family-run business since 1963 remember you're going to deal directly with the owner and they will match or beat any package deal when it comes to appliances do you need a new refrigerator how about a new dishwasher washing machine dryer oven microwave jay's broadway appliance look for them online at jsappliance.com also on facebook springtime summer is grill time stop in and see them they're open monday through friday from 10 to 5 you can make an appointment for more personal saturday and sunday appointments J's broadway appliance and tv 401-949-7800 better yet drive in and see them 47 cedar swamp road route 5 in smithfield Portion of the program brought to you by The Cohesit Inn. Check them out on the website, DePedro.com. The Cohesit Inn, or an island tradition since 1977, located 226 Cohesit Avenue in West Warwick. Whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge, whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers, there's always a great crowd. You can link directly to them, and gift certificates are available. The Cohesit Inn, 226 Cohesit Avenue in West Warwick. With independent columnist opinion maker, Donna Perry. DJ, um, right now, it would seem that Janet Yellen, who certainly has not delivered, um, I thought it was pretty telling that, you know, Larry Summers, he knows a few things. Yes. As soon about as she me. was making moves, uh, he said that's that's wrong. He, there's too much money flowing around. You're just going to drive up inflation. Uh, she suddenly now admits she was wrong. She is going to it seemingly be out after the midterms. How significant would it be that former Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo is being touted that she will be the new Treasury Secretary in the Biden White House?
2: Well, boy, um, I will tell you and we'll see. I I mean, I think that that has to be, you know, when you see some of her recent performances, by the way, um, the fact that she's being touted says the, again, I think it's whoever Biden wants to feel comfortable with. I think yes. it's all he wants to showcase. She's a younger female, um, and she checks off all the right boxes to them. Um, maybe they see that's a natural position, but like from her own political point of view, it's a, it's a tough road right now to, would you want to slide into that in the middle of all this too, John? Um, well, and let First, own... let's
1: touch on yeah. how significant would it be if she gets the post?
2: Well, like I say, obviously, uh, on the outside, it's extremely significant. I mean, yeah. that's like a huge, huge post. Um, and the fact that they, they feel that she would be qualified and someone they want to work with.
1: It's pretty remarkable. Uh,
2: it's yeah. a pretty remarkable trajectory for her. I'm not at all saying that's not like big stuff. I mean, that's like really big stuff um she does have somewhat of a wall street background that could be and i think to her credit she always forged and continued to forge at least the way she's been covered and reported on is she has key wall street relationships i think um and i do think that's someone that they they you know look to that but john she's we has got bloomberg
1: uh, relationship but she's got that like donna perry i mean this is look look at when you guess wrong right i mean buddhich yeah. he's not a this is you're talking about the nation's wealth you're talking about, you have people like, you know, Warren Buffett, Larry Summers, people like that, that could be second guessing you, yeah. but though for someone that, you know, handled it the right way, I, I think it's, it's an unbelievable opportunity, but that that's a real high wire that if you get it wrong, boy, a lot of things can go South.
2: And that's kind of how, what I'm saying, John, it, yeah. it, for her own political calculation. And of course, for the countries um that now she
1: wanted that she wanted yeah. that she took commerce because she you know he went with janet yellen but now but that said she went yesterday on cnn yeah on sunday with jay capper and that that did not that was not the type of interview you want to do first of all the sound was way off we could hear his questions through her earpiece Ear- whatever yeah. sound it was terrible but she did totally did not seem prepared for that interview.
2: Well, I agree, and and I caught some of that, and then you know it's been played over and over. But I also think, John, like you're saying, it, with the whispering going on or less than whispering around Washington, I would think for her staff that was not the uh, the CNN Jake Tapper interview she would no. have wanted to have. No. And to your point, I think what what you see with her, she's always had she, she's kind of, um, sometimes difficult to read. I think when people don't know her and I say it in this way, she can almost appear a little bit understated, but she Mm. has tremendous confidence and she has tremendous ambition. So, you know, it's kind of like a fake, you know what I mean? She doesn't, she comes across quite polished and poised and she's, you know, not jumping out of the seat with answers, but I would also say, and I mean that in this way, she, she's able to deflect, but she didn't have, she deflected a lot of what he asked. And he, yes. John, let's face it, he's a pro. So a guy, yeah. a, there's the difference. You know, He, he a pro says, um, so when exactly did you hear about the baby formula? Just to give an right. example, the way I looked at it. And she tried to hedge with, um, I think a few months ago, he said, what does that mean? April, yeah. March, right. Feb? He, yes. like, he's like, you tell me what month. Um, right. I thought that was very...
3: That's, that was a show. that's a polished very good question
2: guy on television and yes. i also think um you know when he really laid out the fact that he's like larry summers yeah was saying biden is is throwing too much money into the u.s economy and john yes. this is why you get inflation they yes. shouldn't have passed the multiple trillion dollar bills no. that it was political biden yep. pelosi schumer they thought they were going to run on it and he and then i will say to tapper's credit he said, and someone in the Biden administration, um, I kind of criticized Summers for saying that he said Summers was right. And you guys like are wrong, you know? Um, but she, she, I would just say this, JD, um, anyone can get it elevated. And I think she's could be really in the catbird and be able to do it. Um, she might need stronger coaching on when she's in these kind of, you know, settings, et cetera. And she'll be able to, but, you know, you, like you just said, something extremely important. It is a high wire act and a high wire decision. And they always say at the highest levels of politics, you want to like be, be, feel that you're ready when you're going to take that level of a jump.
1: I have covered her since 2010. Yeah. I will tell you that when she finished that interview, I don't know who, but somebody on her staff got an air fill. Like, what was that all? I mean, <laughs> right, Because that yeah. is like walking in. And what was telling was he launches right into it. Hey, listen, this is CNN. This is Jake Tapper. This is yeah. not going to be, hey, MSNBC, we're all on the same page. Right. And when she had to say, yes, and nice to be with you, like, yeah. can I sit down for a moment? That That is, see, when she was local, she could, her yes. staff could say to 10 and 12, you know, she really doesn't want to get into that, and blah, blah, blah. Hey, listen, this is... You're with an administration that is underwater, going down, the economy's bad, and CNN is is really fighting for its life right now. So I thought that was a good moment for him. Donna Perry, touch on this story that caught my eye in the Boston Globe, where they're, and I, I think it's kind of right on, Biden's dilemma, voters can despise Trump, by Joan Bernanke, it's a column, yet still question whether he's the man for the moment. I think that's interesting that they're basically saying to you know the Democrat Party, you, you don't have yeah. to keep defending him this this is bad and you know okay so he's not trump but he's clearly not the right person for for where we are right now
2: right and and it's a great piece and you're right i think it got to the heart of of what really john it it frustrates biden and his white house and it's kind of spooking them because they yeah. can't get out of this box and and i think and the polls show what what she was referring to there's obviously there's growing numbers the the public john is just not embracing no. biden they no. and a lot of it with a president it also goes to i think they just don't have confidence in him
1: no and Good that's point
2: and you know Excellent. so regardless of how they felt about trump or feel about trump or maybe independents have moved away it doesn't matter there's not polling showing they just they may say Oh, he, he was a nicer man or, you know, but Biden and like, yes. And he's had a lot of bumps for his life or what all that, you know, but John, that doesn't mean at this time that that's not enough for the public. Yeah. They, they feel people who are in different and the middle class is a wide spectrum of people, but people feel actually genuinely people get almost afraid of what they're seeing with these runaway right. prices. Yes. Yeah. And you know, JD, there is not really anyone in this country, and I whether they're at the highest ranks of the financial sector or whatever, I don't think anyone can tell the public, like John, is there a ceiling? Like why right. could, could gas go to ten dollars huh. a gallon? Yes. Could it? Right. Who the heck thought it could hit yeah.
1: five? Gas is five dollars a right. gallon. Higher other parts of the country. When we were watching the yeah. House trial, you were looking at like there's the footage. Gas was $2 two years ago, Donna Perry. Yes. This is insanity. And as I've said, you know, rise or fall. You can hide. You can get away with a lot of mistakes if you have a low price of gas. But when you hit $5, it hits everybody. People are going to start altering plans. I think that article, again, it comes down to that, you know, it, it's kind of like when you're rooting for a team and they're, they're down 20 points and you keep thinking, yep. well, you get it to 10. And then, you know, it suddenly hits the end of the game and you realize, like, they're not going to get it down. They're not. They're not going to no. get it down. This is. They're not turning the corner. We're into June. He doesn't have a plan. They're going to send him out on the road. Um, that this is. He he is it's Jimmy very, Carter in the modern age.
2: It, it's very very serious, John. And it and is. when you see um, also you know, these CEOs and the guys of the big banks and right. they know what they're looking at. They understand right. money. They understand how much money went into the economy when it can't balance it out, which is mm. part of, you know, a lot of it is just, it just is how economies work and you can't throw trillions in. Um, and then it's just not balancing out right. And I think when these guys say, Oh, we see something worse coming, they mm. are, they really, really are concerned. And, and again jd when you look at the democrats what do they think is they're going to counteract this with obviously yeah. they have an uh an unpopular president the yep. idea to send him out well he goes out and then it's like gaff city right so it's like is he going to get out there and i i would question that that's effective at all like and they right. they but they put him as you and i've talked other times like they put him in these very awkward public stagings because they don't want it too big or they worry about him You know, managing the setting, you know, I don't know. I don't think that's effective. Um, But it's just it's very concerning. And if the Democrats think, John, despite I know what is going to happen this week and they're playing that up really big and they, they think the committee hearings, I think they think that will save them.
1: Well, we're going to touch on that in yeah. just a moment. But before Good. we take a break, but Donna Perry, I see, I think like J.P. Morgan Chase, chief executive like Jamie Dimon and others. Right. You know, what they have to understand is, you know, yes, you have AOC and you have the, the left and Kamala Harris. They need to understand when, when you're talking about Wall Street, when you're talking about people like Jamie Dimon, it's a, this is, you know, they, these are people that deliver. These are people that deal with huge sums of money. This isn't yes. about let's, Let's, you know, like rah, 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 and let's have the first this and the first that and breakthrough and all no. this other stuff. This, this is, you need the best possible person and they don't look for where it's coming from, who it's coming from. So, you know, I, I think we're, we're, you know, into the second year of the Biden administration and, and following off on, let's checking all the boxes, all these these people with his cabinet it's i i I just don't see him coming back we're going to take folks quick break much more ahead donna perry right here on the john DePietro show j perry paving folks you can depend on j perry paving they provide high quality fair pricing exceptional service over 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving residential paving seal coating patios and much more call them today for a free quote 401- 732 1730 j perry paving they are tremendous they also how about this once a month they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran and remember whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed call j perry paving for a free quote it makes a huge difference in your property in your home in your driveway or patio 401 732 1730 j Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now. 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Folks, you're listening to the John DePetro Show. It's AM 1380-99.9 FM. Joining us right now, author of The Bodies of Others, New Authoritarians. COVID-19, The War Against Humans, is the one and only Naomi Wolf. Naomi, it's The John DiPietro Show. Congratulations on your new book.
3: Thank you so much, and thank you for having me.
1: Walk us through a little bit, the bodies of others and the new new authoritarians.
3: Absolutely. So the basic premise of the book is that, unfortunately, uh, the pandemic of the last two years was a pretext for a handful of bad actors, ranging from bad nonprofits like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to bad transnational entities like the World Economic Forum, which is recently in the news with uh, a power grab uh, against everyone basically in the world, um, bad tyrannical nations like the CCP, like China, and uh, and and big tech companies specifically um, to basically make war against the West, to make war against America in particular. Um, We are a special target. To make war against American values and culture and kind of emotional reactions, and specifically to target our children um, to kind of change our world so that it would be a post-humane world in which uh, we basically have to ask permission of technology and our overlords in order to just do human things and have basic human communication and connection um, and that they did it for profit um, and that you know basically they exploited policies which really turned out to have made no sense medically like distancing which didn't do anything or closing everything down you know the data are in that states that closed down like Florida did exactly the same as states... I'm sorry, other way around. States that were wide open, like Florida, did the same as states that closed down, like New York. Countries that closed down did the same as countries that stayed open, like Sweden. Um, You know, data are in that masks barely make a difference except to lower our kids' IQ by 21 points, according to a Brown University study. Um, And so, but, you know, all of these policies that don't make sense medically and people are scratching their heads saying... I don't get it. M- you know, Masks don't work. I don't get it. Distancing doesn't work. Uh, nothing's, nothing's working. Um, they all really do make sense if you look at the goals of tech companies and the profits that they made in the last two years. And basically, I'm a CEO of a tech company, so I do understand this. Um, tech companies are really jealous of human capabilities. They can't compete with them. Uh, An emoji can't compete with a smile. You know, um, nothing you can do on digital platforms is as impactful as getting together with 300 of your neighbors in a town hall or worshiping together in a church or synagogue or in-person learning of your child in a classroom with other human children and a human teacher. So with lockdown policies, they were able to really kill off that competitive advantage that human beings have in human communication, human culture, human spaces, and shift um, all that activity with all of that profit onto digital platforms. And I show um, the reader and the bodies of others how uh, these companies' net revenue went up by, you know, 20 to 40 percent over the last two years as a result of suppressing human beings.
1: Folks, again, we're speaking with author Naomi Wolf. Naomi, now the front, p- the cover of the book is it's it's very uh, provocative. It's very compelling. Uh, when people see it, it's it's a child. It's a child with a mask on, and the hand. It's it's almost as if the um, the the child. It, it's kind of like uh, it looks like the child's in a prison. Uh, could you just touch on that? That's by, you know, that that's a very thought-provoking cover, and I think it's by design.
3: Yeah, you're absolutely right and thank you. I think, uh, I think the cover says it all. Um it's really I think iconic of what we've been through in the last 2 years and and you know they're not letting up. I mean, I just heard in one of my earlier radio segments today that masks are going back on the poor children of San Diego and toddlers in New York city where i used to live um are are being subjected to masking and their 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 moms and dads are distraught but nothing they are doing or saying is making a difference um it is prison and you know look at Look at the, the logical extension of this. Look at Shanghai. You know, their, students are rioting at great risk to their lives and their families, um, because they've been imprisoned in their dorm rooms um and not allowed to go home, not allowed to, to circulate. Uh, you know, Shanghai, the, the people of Shanghai were locked in, you know, not allowed to leave, you know, their their homes were turned into prisons. In Australia, which you know, two years ago was a free, robust democracy. Um, there are quarantine camps where they run after you with armed guards. If you try to escape, uh, in New York state where I live and in Washington state, there are regulations. We narrowly defeated the one in Washington state, but governor Hochul is coming at us in New York state with his same regulation to create quarantine camps where you can be held indefinitely pending, a you know, court appeal. Um, if you've been quote exposed to a bloodborne pathogen god knows what they have planned there with such specific wording um but detained indefinitely and People and our whole nation has become a prison and people just are not aware of it yet. Governor, I'm sorry, uh, President Biden extended emergency powers in April of 2022. uh, But this time in an open ended way with no terminus date. And so what that means is that and then he he flowed billions of dollars without going through Congress to health and human services. Um, The methodology here and around the world is to weaponize public health, to use public health to, you know, send in shock troops basically and to and and to protect tyrants um but that's happened at the federal level and that means we're really not living under a democracy right now and the same thing is true in in new york state you know our governor re-ups emergency law every 30 days uh and uh and and there are 28 states across the country where people are living under emergency law and that means that if they want to send you know, they're public health mercenaries and declare, you know, an immediate public health crisis, they can do things that ordinary civil society and the Constitution do not allow them to do. And we're seeing this battle right now in the United States that, you know, lawyers are saying to courts, well, the Biden administration doesn't have the constitutional right to mask you on public transportation and those lawyers won. You know, there are lawsuits saying, well, the, you know, government doesn't have the right to inject our military against their will with an experimental mRNA injection gene therapy. Um, and you know, those fights are underway. Um, but this is, this is a war being waged against us. And, and even when you take a step back and you follow the argument I make in the bodies of others, even when, technically we're not being soldered into our homes like the citizens of china um when you forbid a shop owner from opening his shop when you restrict people's assembly the way our assembly was restricted in lockdown i mean in new york state it was we were told we'd be fined if we had uh, you know a potluck of neighbors more than six people in our homes um or or if we gathered to worship of more than six people right um you know these restrictions keep 6 feet apart you know don't let your child take his mask off or her mask off to breathe or to speak this is carrying prison around with us yes. this is a conditioning of us to accept a feudal state in which we really are serfs and we really are at the mercy of whatever they will do to us next
1: folks again it's a very compelling book and the author a uh, very very provocative uh, esteemed naomi wolf the bodies of others naomi before i let you go just one more thing What what's so disturbing is the irreparable damage done to children during covid it continues obviously you know that that child on the cover it it also just jumps out at me at what we're witnessing in texas children are growing up in a much different world
3: yeah yeah you're right um i mean i'm not I'm not sure. Do you mean by Texas that they're exposed to?
1: Oh, I meant. I meant when I look at that, I think of the children in the shooting that were. Mm-hmm. Then you know, it, it. I think one of the most dramatic parts of that is the the young child, nine years old, with, with the wherewithal to keep calling nine one one, as God. as the adults were standing outside in the hallway and not not doing anything. It was um. It was more than a nine one one call. It was it was a plea for help for all children and in yeah. the adults you know the adults let them down naomi congratulations good luck on your book tour excellent
3: Thank you so much i appreciate you thank you all
1: right folks and again that is naomi wolf right here on the john DePetro show to check out our website dot DePetro.com, which is sponsored by and brought to you by the Senadale revival comfort food and cocktails located 2025 smith street in north providence shane and his crew what a wonderful job they've done winner of several rhode island best of awards best of rhode island awards the cenedale revival delicious food cocktails a lot of fun stop in and see them 2025 smith street in north providence